Hey, my name is Peter Sagal, and I am here to help you with the most pressing problem facing civilization today. There are too many good podcasts to listen to. Now, why not avoid that whole problem by listening to an extremely silly podcast hosted by me? On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's wisecracks about the week's news, shenanigans, fart jokes, and general silliness. And doesn't that sound pretty great right now? Listen to the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on, Robin? It is New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through the best new albums out on January 29th, starting with Madlib and Fortet. Their new collaboration is called Sound Ancestors. This is Madlib and Fortet working together on a new one called Sound Ancestors. This track we're hearing from it is called Hop Rock. Madlib is a, a producer, a rapper, DJ. He's done a lot of collaborations over the years, including some memorable ones with Jay Dilla and Freddie Gibbs. And John, on this one, he's teamed up with the English electronic artist Fortet. Tell us what they're doing on this one. Yeah, it's interesting to see Madlib and Fortet. They operate in a similar musical world. They are really comfortable in a lot of different musical realms, but also rooted in jazz and the more experimental side of jazz. And Madlib produced all of these tunes, composed them, and then handed them off to Fortet. And it really, it reminds me of the relationship, not to be like hyperbolic about it, but it reminds me of the relationship between Miles Davis and T.O. Macero, where Miles would compose the tunes, you know, in the Bitches Brew era, and yeah. then T.O. would later edit and create a narrative out of the sound. And it's it's really what's happening here as well with Mad Lib, you know, showing this incredible range of music that he's able to compose and produce and Fortet kind of putting the final touches on it. Yeah, I mean, there's hardly a sonic world that they don't touch on this. They even open the record with a track called There Is No Time, and then prelude in parentheses, that sounds like you're about to be taken on this prog rock odyssey, you know? Yeah. Um, but since they do traverse so many sounds, I want to give a quick idea of how other parts of the record sound. Here's a bit of a song called Dumbaye. which obviously draws very heavily on African voices and rhythms. Uh, and then here's a bit of the title cut, Sound Ancestors. And this whole cut is like jazz improvisations, right? And then there's another song on here called Latino Negro.
Yeah, Latino Negro is really like a straight up Spanish guitar ballad. It's really eclectic and diverse, but it's not arbitrary. Like you can, yeah, you could tell that they have deep relationships. Mad Lib and Fortet have deep relationships to the music that they're digging up and the samples that they're conjuring. It doesn't feel like they're just throwing stuff up against right. the wall. It, it feels like they have just a, a mastery of a wide range of sound. Mad Lib and Fortet collaborating on a new one called Sound Ancestors. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. All right, it's a week with a lot of incredible new releases, not least among them the next one that we want to highlight from the singer Celeste. It's called Not Your Muse. Tonight, tonight, you're the place I go to. Tonight, tonight, the face I tell it all to. Tonight, tonight, I just want to hold you. Tonight, tonight, I was listening to love songs no one listens. This is Celeste, the singer Celeste. Her new one is called Not Your Muse. This incredible song from it is Tonight Tonight. And NPR Music contributor Christina Lee back again to talk all things Celeste. Hey, Christina. Hi, Robin. What an incredible record from Celeste. This is her debut. You know, I think expectations for it have been really high since she put out that single Stop This Flame around this time last year. Now the record is here and it absolutely floored me. Oh my God, same here, Robin. I feel like... Yeah, this moment has kind of been a couple years in the making. I mean, she's had so much industry buzz because she initially yeah. got her start, I think, being signed to Lily Allen's record label, in fact. And then at, at the top of 2020, right before everything shut down, she just manages to earn the BBC Sound of 2020 title. Right. No big deal or anything. Right. Um, but I think this album really, really meets the hype. There's like a lot of really wonderful moments on here. No kidding. I, I It starts off kind of like a slow burner of a record. And I thought, oh, she's kind of like Nora Jones, you know, she can really, Celeste can really curl her voice just so slyly, you know, around phrases like Jones can do. And then she just goes big. Celeste goes big. And I'm, I'm thinking, no, this is more like Adele. She can really belt it out. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's that back and forth that really kept me intrigued throughout. Like I was almost going into it with the opposite expectation where I think the current single Love is Back it has that Motown girl group sound that I mm -hmm. think Amy Winehouse made fashionable again. So I was going into it thinking that she's going to have just a, a ton of like crowd pleasing, big arena moments. But it's the parts where she gets like particularly quiet where you get to really hear the raw edges of her voice that really kind of like draw me close. And so yeah, I like there was a lot of twists and turns in this album that I didn't really expect. And that's part of the reason why I love it so much. Yeah, same. I mean, the the production and the music both, I think, are undeniable. 
But lyrically, there are a lot of interesting moments, too. There are so many memorable lines. One that really hit me is from the song Strange, where she says, Isn't it strange how people can change from strangers to friends, friends into lovers, and strangers again? And that just like, that's a knock the wind out of you line for me because it just so perfectly and succinctly captures all of love and life, right? Yeah, um, because I feel like so many of these songs could have easily just fallen into the daydream of like, and the melodrama that comes with having a crush, right? Not that that's not great songwriting fodder. And it had me really thinking like, what else is she going to have to say in the future? Yeah, well, there was a lot of uplift in this record for me. From Celeste, it's called Not Your Muse. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. All right, for everyone out there who rides or dies for Weezer like I do, you'll be happy to know that the band has a new album out today. They only just announced it last week. It's called OK Human. All my favorite songs are slow and sad All my favorite people make me mad Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad songs are slow and sad I don't know what's wrong with me Weezer, NPR Music, Stephen Thompson here to bear with me for this one. Weezer, OK Human is the album. This track we're hearing is all my favorite songs. Welcome, Stephen. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, (laughs) You know, I was thinking thinking of breaking format and just devoting the whole show to this one because I truly believe it's what the world needs and wants most right now. I'm happy for you, the we- the, the super-served, perhaps over-served <laughs> Weezer superfan, because there are so many Weezer albums. They come out so often. This right. is Weezer's 14th album. The 15th Weezer album comes out later this spring, which means we're yep. going to have this conversation all <laughs> over again, and it's going to start, Weezer! Woo! <laughs> oh my goodness. It's the best one. <laughs> I don't know what you think, but I really did genuinely love this record. And you you mentioned they've got another one coming out, Van Weezer, coming out later this year. That was supposed to come out last year, and it's going to be like this homage to all the metal bands that Rivers Cuomo has loved over the years. And then we end up with this one instead. What happened? Well, I think Weezer was very much affected by COVID-19 making it impossible to tour. Weezer had planned this very ambitious stadium tour with Green Day. Uh, yeah. gonna, they were going to pull out all the stops and they had all these songs lined up to perform in arenas. And it didn't make sense to them to put the record out without being able to tour around it. So yeah. Weezer spent most of last year in quarantine and Rivers Cuomo wrote this 
this record instead. And this is a little different from a lot of quarantine records. If if you were to say like, what is the what defining characteristic of an album made in quarantine? You would say, you know, stripped down and right. spare. And, and this is not a stripped down or spare record. It's inspired by Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, <laughs> which is about as unstripped down as any album in music history. Um, it's like he, he, he thought, well, I could just, it could just be me and my guitar. Maybe, you know what? We need a, a, a massive orchestra. 38-piece <laughs> orchestra. <laughs> but the songs still do feel a little bit like quarantine songs. They're very personal. They're very specific. They're often reflecting on a life lived in front of screens. In a way, to me... I know you're a Weezer super fan. I am an intermittent Weezer super fan. I love mm. some of their stuff. Some of these songs hit a little too kind of self-consciously clever for me a little bit, yeah. which often happens to me with Weezer. Yeah. But it is a warm record. And the string arrangements, I think, are the, like, they're the real win in this oh, record. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know how like politicians or news anchors will sometimes start wearing glasses to look smarter? You know, <laughs> Do it all the time. To, that's what strings do to these songs. Yeah. They just suddenly feel so much more kind of thoughtful and considered. I mean, because Weezer Weezer's made a lot of really juvenile songs sure. over the years, you know, and this one just feels very grown up to me. Yeah, the, the strings are an audio turtleneck. <laughs> um, I, I know that a, a, a lot of longtime fans are always dubious when there's a, a new Weezer record, but trust me, it, it really is great. And I think when people listen to this record, they're going to probably wonder... Was there ever a point when Weezer was working on this record when they realized it might be too good? <laughs> Weezer is the band. The, their new one is called OK Human. And Stephen, let's talk about one more album out today before you go. This is from Nahawa Dumbia. It's called Kanawa. <laughs> This is Nahawa Dumbia. Her album is called Kanawa, and this song is Dida Di, a singer from Mali. She recorded this incredible record in Bamako. And you know, Stephen, Mali has such a, a history of conflict and struggle. There's a military coup unfolding there right now, and has been since last summer. And this record is directly informed by, by all of that. Yeah, Nahawa Dumbia has been around for decades. I mean, a veteran artist. And the title of this record, Kanawa, translates to Don't Go, which is a, a direct message to young people in Mali. Mali has a lot of people leave in, in part in large part due to the conflict that you mentioned. And she's sending out a message 
begging people to stay and work to make conditions in Mali safer and better. But this record isn't entirely about conflict. Their songs on here are about the pursuit of peace and comfort and self-actualization and courage and freedom, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the music that surrounds her words is just so hypnotic and expansive and gorgeous. Some really beautiful imagery in, in this record, too. There's this one song where she, she sings from the perspective of a young woman who's gotten married and, you know, she's leaving the home that she grew up in to go live in her new home. And she's singing to a tree that she used to sit, sit under as a child. And she's telling the tree, you know, that the time has come for them to part ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I do recommend, you know, if, if you dig into this record and kind of get lost in this record the way it's really easy to do, track down a lyric sheet and yeah. spend some time with the intentions behind these songs. Because, you know, as for English-speaking audiences, sometimes a voice singing in another language almost feels like another instrument instead yeah. of instead of something that's really conveying a lot of emotion and meaning. Uh, and there's a lot of emotion and meaning here. Nahawa Dumbia is the artist. Her her really wonderful new record is called Kanawa. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you, Robin. We still have several more albums that we want to highlight for this week's show, but first, we do need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston hip-hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Joe explains the importance of creating a safe space for therapy. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that say that expression, like, I've never told that to anybody. That's when I know I've made some kind of momentous move with this person. They feel safe enough to expose that part of themselves. And doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to BetterHelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out now on January 29th. We start the second half of our show off with Arlo Parks and her new one. It's called Collapsed in Sunbeams. Mary tried to talk the pleasure back into being alive. Reminiscing about the apricots and on pack and ride Won't call her friends Cause she's ashamed of being locked into bed
This is Arlo Parks, the singer Arlo Parks. Her new album is Collapsed in Sunbeams. The song we're hearing from it is called Hope. And joining us to talk about it is Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We haven't, haven't had you on the show yet this year. So this is Arlo Parks' debut album. And I don't know about you, but the whole time I was listening to it, I just kept thinking, how do we get a record like this? coming out of the past year you know with the pandemic like how do we get an album that is so beautiful and it's just, it is immaculately produced and you know when everyone's in isolation and disconnected I, I it just blew me away i was thinking that same thing you know i think the pandemic i think creativity not only like survives but thrives in situations like the pandemic I mean, think about it, like innovation yeah. and creativity really shines during hard times yeah like think about it fiona apple salt arlo parks record like i always think like if, if the pandemic happened would we have this record well she found a way to channel all that into a, a really stunning debut you know it, you, you talk about the resilience that everyone had to have to get through the past year or even longer i think what i love about this record though is that these songs are about maintaining and being resilient in the face of just being human you know it's not mm. it's not like anything particularly extraordinary but just the daily struggle of life on Spaceship Earth, you know? Yeah, and, and the lyrics are all very personal, very emotional, very emo. Yeah. I guess the common themes of just this emotional thing, dealing with those relationships and like talks about being bisexual, it's a coming of age album. Such a wonderful intimacy in these songs too, you know? I kept feeling like I was walking through maybe Central Park on a mm. cool sunny day, and I'm just listening to her break down all these ideas for me, you know, just like taking a stroll with a with an old friend. And it doesn't hurt that Michelle Obama's a fan too. <laughs> <laughs> Arlo Parks, her remarkable debut album is collapsed in sunbeams. And if you want to get together with some of us on the NPR Music team and other friends to listen to the entire album, we're having a virtual listening party on our YouTube channel at 1 p.m. Eastern today. That's Friday the 29th. We'll play the whole album, listen together, then talk about it with Arlo Parks herself. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern today, the 29th. Go to youtube.com slash NPR music. And Tariq, let's do one more before I let you go. This is from Ani DeFranco. Her new one is called Revolutionary Love. It has been a long, 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 long time since it felt like that. When the longest, coldest winter finally lets go, and the first purple crocus pops up through the snow, all the This is Ani DeFranco. Her new album is called Revolutionary Love. The track we're hearing from it is called Crocus. Tariq, this is her 22nd album. Tell me what you're loving about it this week. Well, this, again, like I said before, I think 
if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think we would have got this album. Yeah, the way it sounds, right? Yeah, I, it hit me in ways that I did not expect. It was very jazzy and soulful, and I think that's due to the Cook brothers, Brad Cook mostly, and then Phil Cook, who appears on a couple other tracks as well. The single "Do or Die" the instrumentation it sounded like a track that was from a Gil Scott Heron record in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the lyrics. Because Yankee Doodle Danny didn't feel free once so he could use his pen to pick the locks. And Yankee Doodle Danny did some doozy kind of carpentry when he fashioned that ballot box. That's like, I mean, I can see Gil Scott Heron saying that. Well, Ani DeFranco is so good at sort of flirting with your expectations for what she's going to do with the song and where it's going to go. And so many of these cuts, I thought, could easily be just straight up singer-songwriter tracks, you know. But she, she subverts the form, you know, and often in and very subtle, but always interesting ways, I think. It's a fabulous record. The lyrics are powerful. The music is just gives me goosebumps. It's definitely one of my favorite releases from her. Ani DeFranco is the singer. Her new one is called Revolutionary Love. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you. From Ani DeFranco, let's go next to the jazz pianist Shy Maestro. His new one out now on January 29th is called Human. This is Shy Maestro, the pianist Shy Maestro. His new album is called Human. This incredible song from it is called The Thief's Dream. And Nate Chinin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America returns to talk about this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. This is just another extraordinary record in a, a, a week of a lot of extraordinary music. But let's just start with who Shy Maestro is for people who don't already know. So Shy Maestro is a fantastic Israeli pianist and composer, band leader, and he has a, a few different sides to his musical personality. You know, he can get into a real sort of grooving mode. Uh, he can be very dynamic and he can also be extremely quiet and contemplative. And so one cool thing about this album, Human, it, he's got that, but he's also turning up the, the dial a little bit and, and really bringing out the interplay in this band that he's assembled. Knowing that the, the title of the record was Human going into it, the whole time I was listening, I just kept thinking, yeah, pretty much. Like it felt very apt, like it really captures, you know, the mysterious human experience just so perfectly, you know, just the arc of life. I think that's really true. And it's also expressed in the song titles, which, you know, don't feel arbitrary. They really do feel connected to the music. Yeah. 
But, you know, he's got, uh, in addition to the title track, he has one piece called Compassion, another piece called Prayer, and there's one called They Went to War. Yeah. Um, he also has a nod to Duke Ellington, the one uh, standard that they include in a sentimental mood. What do you make of that? Right. Well, you know, it's one of the most beautiful and recognizable Ellington Strayhorn ballads. And I think the title and the, you know, the intention behind that song is is also something that he's wanting to access, you know. Yeah. Just that notion of being open to feeling, really sort of welcoming that kind of emotional exchange, that, that feels really central yeah. to this album. But, you know, at, at its core, I think you're right. This is an album that is about the state of being human. Shy Maestro is the pianist. His new one is called Human. And Nate, before I let you go, I know this was a super big week for new jazz albums. Maybe you can just do your own real quick lightning round and let us know what else we should listen to. Sure. Um, also on ECM Records, there's a beautiful album by the saxophonist Joe Lovano with his trio Tapestry. Uh, and this is called Garden of Expression. There's uh, an album by pianist Ethan Iverson with an orchestra called Bud Powell in the 21st Century. And so it's kind of um, large ensemble extrapolations of the, you know, the great bebop pianist. Speaking of reimaginings, the Smithsonian Jazz Masterworks Orchestra has an album out called Bernstein Reimagined. Vocalist Theo Blackman teamed up with a brass quartet called the Westerlies to make an album called This Land. And finally, last but certainly not least, the bassist and composer William Parker is dropping a 10-CD set of new music it's called incredible. Migration of Silence Into and Out of the Tone Worlds. So we're actually devoting the new episode of our Jazz United podcast at WBGO to William Parker uh, with a particular focus on this box. So we'll be talking in depth about Parker's accomplishment and just the, the many views on the musicianship of William Parker. I wish we had time to play everything. Thanks so much, Nate. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Robin. And along with all the jazz releases Nate just mentioned, there are a few other notable albums out on January 29th I want to mention. PJ Harvey continues to release a whole bunch of these really wonderful demo recordings from across her career. The latest batch is from when she recorded the album Is This Desire, which was back in 1998. The special release out today is simply called Is This Desire Demos. Anna B. Savage, the London artist Bob Boylan and Tom Heisinger featured on All Songs Considered earlier this week. Her album, A Common Turn, is out today. So is the Buchan Gase record that Bob also played on the show recently. It's called A Record Of and was made in collaboration with So Percussion. The Body, the experimental metal band known as The Body, has a new record out today called I've Seen All I Need to See. And the Besnard Lakes are back with a new one called The Besnard Lakes Are the Last of the Great Thunderstorm Warnings. Those are all just a, a few of the great new albums and EPs and singles out this week. To hear them and a whole lot more, you can listen on our new Music Friday playlist from NPR. That's in Apple Music and Spotify and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. All right, we've got one last album we want to play for you from our list of January 29th releases from the guitarist Yasmin Williams. It's called Urban Driftwood.
This is Yasmin Williams. Her new album is called Urban Driftwood, and this song from it is called Juvenescence. And NPR Music's Lars Gottridge, back for this one. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. I actually intentionally picked this one to go out on this week because it just feels to me like the place everyone needs to be right now. Yeah. It, it is always interesting to me how music that you can receive as something easy can also be something easy to get lost in. Hmm, yeah. And Yasmin Williams wrote and recorded much of this album sort of in response to the George Floyd and Beyonce Taylor protests from last summer. But instead of focusing on her anger, she decided to write songs in a more optimistic atmosphere, I suppose. Hmm. She does and doesn't come from a tradition of fingerstyle guitar. When you think about fingerstyle guitar, the name that usually comes up is John Fahey, who called this music American Primitive. The idea behind that was basically looking at Black blues music and Appalachian folk song and jug band music and bring it all together in more in an academic sense. But the problem with calling it American Primitive is that it's exclusionary towards other cultures that have developed guitar music. And it also denies the cultures that have developed a craft over generations. So here's this young Black woman who is working in this tradition, but came to the guitar because of Guitar Hero and Jimi mm -hmm. Hendrix and yeah. Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. And she was interested in go-go music and smooth jazz. So she didn't have all that baggage of basically like a bunch of old white dudes telling her what music she should be listening to and how that music should be played on the guitar. Yeah, and she's got a really interesting way of playing the guitar that might not be immediately obvious when you listen to her. We got a chance to see how she does it because she submitted a video entry to the Tiny Desk contest and really blew us away with that. Yes, yeah, she's a finger tapper. She does play the guitar against her chest, but mostly plays it on her lap. She basically taps on the fretboard and plucks the strings. She also has a kalimba that she puts right on top of her guitar that she plays at the same time as tapping on the guitar. She also plays the kora, and she is a very polyrhythmic, percussive, but also very melodic player. Let's hear a little bit of what else she does on this record. We heard a song called Juvenescence. This is the title cut, Urban Driftwood. Yeah, and... You can definitely hear that at some point she wants to write for ensembles and not just herself. Yasmin Williams is the guitarist. Her new one is Urban Driftwood. Thanks so much, Lars. Thanks, Robin. That'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. A reminder to sign up for our newsletter if you want to keep up on the latest from NPR Music, including tiny desks, playlists, and other features. We only send it out once a week. That's on Saturday mornings. So sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of music. Music